Is there anyone here? What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. Hey, good Friday evening, everybody. Welcome to another night with us oh. on Friday Night Live Supernatural Confessions right here <laughs> on Facebook and YouTube where we are streaming live right now and also on our face, uh, website, supernaturalconfessions.com. Once again, oh, okay, if you're okay. new to this, welcome to the show. If you're not new to this, you've been a regular. I know there's so many of you. Uh, we have been you know, shooting the breeze behind the scenes. Uh, welcome back to the Hantu family, the SC family. Do like and share. Uh, the reason I say this is because the more people who know about us, the more confessions come in. We can keep doing this over and over because we're not making any of these stories up. Everything that we tell you, we share with you is given to us by people. As Supernatural Confessions, we don't judge the story, we don't pass judgment, we don't think it's fake. What we do on Friday Night Live is we become the voice of the people. We know that things like Supernatural is not science and many people will have different opinions, so we become your voice. Uh, we try to look at it from many different ways and uh, bring the entertainment to you. Uh, obviously, when we started many years ago, Supernatural Confessions was a page about the hantu, about the ghost. Over time, when I got the team started growing with this bunch of co-hosts that you're seeing on the screen right now. Uh, well, I would like to say that Supernatural Confessions have become somewhat of a Friday date night where you can look forward to for laughs, for horror, and all-around warm, fuzzy feeling. It's like hanging out with a bunch of mm. your best buds. So introducing my best buds, the man, the voice, the one who's producing all the confessions to, for you on Spotify every Monday and Wednesday, also on Apple and Google. The man from Sarawak, Kuching. His name is Kimi Boy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, we have seen, again, uh, people from all over, all over the place, Singaporean, Malaysian, people from New Zealand, Myanmar. Thank you very much for coming in and supporting the felt the lift and uh, i want to say that if tonight uh part of me felt a bit off <laughs> and i mentioned something that might not should not be on the script i want to say that um it's been a busy week la, so my brain juice is a bit dry so I'm i want to say <laughs> i want i want to say i'm sorry i, I also that, very uh, tempted to jump in on that line oh, but no, no, it's, no, okay. No. it's okay i, I thought it was, i thought something was going to happen so i so i kept quiet about oh my god yeah. the joke really really <laughs> raising <laughs> for impact you know later 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 <laughs> okay oh jeez thank you very much kim and now we have the only woman on the team but she's probably more men than some of the men on the team huh her name is sonia and she is oh, from no. hold on i'm not sure She's from Sambawang. God knows where. Some... What just happened? I don't know. Where the hell Sambawang? And then today I no, realized. I, I, I thought you always say where in the world is Sonia Kurana. And that's why you popped up that map. Where in the world is Sonia Kurana? And today he is in Sambawang. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, do you know, do you know something else? I just found out because, you know, I thought I, I was always like, you know, uh, giving Sonia a lot of grief that she's staying in this far-flung locations like Sembawang and all. Then I found out that today she stays at this other place even further. Uh, what? Palambang, is it? Palambang Road. 
Langbong Palembang is Palembang. in Indonesia. It's not. I don't stay in Palembang. <laughs> I used to stay in Bukit Panjang, Jelapang Road. Yeah, the names all. You mixing it up with some far flung place in Indonesia, different, very, very far away. I think Sonia is living up to her. Where in the world is Sonia Kurana? And today she's at Sabawang. God knows where she will be next week. Uh, we'll stay tuned to find out. But Sonia, tell us about your week. Oh, it's been a, a crazy week. Lots of loose ends. I was in Malaysia again. I had a, a group of people to bring on an amazing hike. So very nice. And the most important or the most interesting part of that hike was coming down to a place that had a natural rock formation that you walk through. It's called Heaven's Gate. And it really is very otherworldly. Oh. So, yes. Uh, is there, is there uh, a legend to it? A law that the local uh, shall be here? No, not really. It's just that it's hidden off in some mangroves and you have to climb up a hill and down. It's very Indiana Jones using ropes and ladders to access. Wow. So, you know, that's a perfect geez. place for where bunyans might be. Yes. That, right? So when you said legends and law, I haven't really looked it up, but I will because it's it has the feels, that's for sure. Wow. Oh, and I found in a little alcove mm. a hidden cave with... The whole place has been uh, gazetted as a geopark because of the colorful rocks that they have there. Once upon a time, you know, uh, volcanic forces and and all that, but a cave, um, and it had it looked like it had a little platform for you to go meditate on. So you know, I would love to say that uh, Sonia, you should bring us there the next time. But I do know that one of our member, the one I'm going to introduce next, seems to always come up with a lot of excuses when it requires some form of physical exertion, <laughs> and his not. name is. Joseph wow. E. Kota, the self-proclaimed apex predator who happens to fall sick every time there is some strenuous activity happening. Coincidence? My, hmm. I think <laughs> not. I was legitimately unwell that huh? time that the... Sonia and, the, and, the, and, and, and Kim and, and Chaz and, and Eugene had to go for the trekking. I, had, I was in the bedroom shaking with fever. Right? Were you not and... shaking with fear? <laughs> no fever. Alamak. Fear. Fear also begins with the letter F. Yeah. Oh, GC is also from right. Western Australia, Perth. So shout out if you're from Australia, leave some comment and give JDC it's... some love. That's right. Give me some love because I need a lot of love. You're not, not feeling well today, are you? But... Yeah, I'm I'm just feeling a little bit off. My wife and my daughter are both really unwell. So um I think they've probably given it to me. In fact, I was I was good before I came on the show. Now I've come on the show, I'm feeling a little bit yuck. So um it's okay. Right. Your Kim is there to sayang you. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, I know. My Kim is always there. You see, I, I'm, I'm getting so like, like I'm playing with the, I'm playing with the chords in my, my headphones. You know? like, <laughs> like hashtag. <laughs> I, now I'm feeling yuck. Now I'm feeling yuck. yuck. That's not what you said last night, bro. That's not what you said last night. <laughs> yeah, like, try some pineapple juice. Uh, uh JDC is better because Tomiyam sometimes have that, you know. Uh, Accurate uh, updates, yeah. though. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what the girls say, lah. So I just passing on the information around. Anyway, I still the joke to you later, uh, Sonia. I don't get it. Later, later, later. Later, we explain to you. Tom yum and We will, we will, we explain to you. Tom yum is nice, yummy food. What? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, and also want to introduce and give a lot of thanks to the people working tirelessly behind the scenes. The first one who, uh. We're supposed to show his face, but it's not showing his face. Elvin De Cruz. Where yeah, is yeah. your postage stamp? Can you Come just on. appear for a short while? 
Yeah, I got to I got to give this guys this guy props. Uh, any of you guys who have been following me long enough and start you guys say, "Oh no, Eugene, I've been following Supernatural Confessions since 2019 or before uh before everyone else joined when there was like maybe only two viewers. Uh, Elvin was there with me. And the two mm. viewers probably Eugene and Elvin. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> you know, that time you don't even on YouTube yet, yeah? yeah. Uh so Elvin has been with me for a very long time and in case you think, you know, Elvin is you know, why why is he always hiding behind the screen? He is very, very shy. I'm very shy, bro. I thought it's always because he's hanging around in his boxes. So he doesn't want to appear. Oh yeah, you're right. Probably <laughs> yeah. yeah. For three years we've been trying to sell Elvin to you know no success. Uh but never mind. Uh we have ladies, if you don't like Elvin De Cruz, it's not your cup of tea. We'd like to introduce to you Ivan Go, uh, Ivan Go, and the rest of the moderators, Big Tanks, uh, Kara, Lean, and Jenon, who's uh, the one moderating the Facebook group. Uh, so you will be seeing them again very shortly. And also to shout out to the Wednesday host, Bill and Matt. I know Matt is uh, watching us right now live. And Hello, Jonathan, Matt. Jonathan, who fell down on Monday, on Sunday night on cycling. Oh. Uh, Hope he's oh. feeling better. See, he cycles at 5 a.m. Then he suddenly got someone push. He see if he fell, something pushed him. Ding, ding. Oh man, I hope he gets all alone. It wasn't string across the path. Or, or exhaustion? Or <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Eugene? It could be dehydration. Uh, I'm going with it must be the hantu. <laughs> all right, so that is the SC family. And of course, we will not this will all not be possible if you guys are not watching us. So thank you so much. We are in it today for some. Uh, awesome confession, know your hantu, and we're going to be talking about some very interesting highlight topic today that the fans have sent to us and asked us to cover. So uh, let us take yep. the show on the road. But before that, we always have this uh, Kim breaking the show yes. with his joke. But mm. but maybe even before Kim goes for his joke, I just want to say that we, you know, if you would like to buy the host of coffee for tonight, mm. please make a way to buymeacoffee.com forward slash SC Friday Live. Sonia is shaking her head. Uh, oh, sorry, you your chai, right? Buy you a chai. <laughs> okay, if you would like to buy the host a coffee and not buy Sonia anything, please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash SC Friday Live. Uh, we would love to have um, you know your support through um, donations, or you just being here is great enough. Now Sonia is giving me the look. So okay, if you like to buy the horse a coffee and Sonia a chai latte with nutmeg, saffron, and all kinds of weird stuff in there with soy milk, <laughs> then please do so. Yeah. But do so. Milk alternative, own. please. Uh, almond is milk fine. Milk alternative. Uh, yeah, you weren't this fussy in Bali, you know. But you didn't see me. What I oh, had right. for breakfast. That's right, because I was asleep. Um, anyway, I, um, yeah. so, someone was asking, um, when would the Bali content come out? Guys, mm. um, you know, I've, I've got to go through almost a terabyte worth of, yeah. of um, footage um, mm. spread over 11 days. So it's going to take a while, but it's it's coming. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, I just can't give a, a definitive date yet. No and pressure, there's other things no that we have to do in the, in the middle. Yeah, no mm. pressure at all. Mm. Somewhere uh, in the middle, is it? And also have to uh, again tell everybody here. Uh, <clears throat> every one of us has something to do, and during the day we have a day job, we have a family to take care of, we have households to run. So we are running this purely through our passion. So like mm. Joe, he have to work during the day, then he come back, 
then he'll work <laughs> on a video. Weekend, he'll work on a video. So not a lot of time. So you got to yeah. give us a, a little bit more time to actually yeah, produce yeah. that many videos. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say a full-time job because my Supernatural Confessions is taking up more time than my full-time job. <laughs> yeah, I'm running, running this almost like full time. Okay, so so but then again, thank you very much for for those who have been supporting us and also send, sending us uh, sending us uh, confessions. Now we receive quite a lot, uh, Eugene, uh, video, audio, um, uh, stories written down. So if you guys have more, you know where yeah. to reach out to us. It's through our website. So just go there and uh, you can talk to Eugene. Eugene's phone yeah. number is there. Nine four five nine four nine three one. Send us uh, a text on WhatsApp. Find us on Messenger. Mm. Hit us up on email. Uh, Ivan Go myself will be the one uh, greet, greeting you, or maybe even Carol or Lean, and then uh, there'll be a whole. You know, we'll, we'll we'll get your story. So it's not an English essay, so don't worry about. Oh, my English no good. My grammar no good. It doesn't matter. We just want you to have the chance to talk about your experiences without biasness. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Right. So now we can get on to the show. Uh, I actually I wanted to deliver this this joke is because I thought there's only Malaysian and Singaporean, but I I prepared too lah. Okay, like I try I try the number one first. What do you call a uh, haunted vagina? What <laughs> haunted vagina? Mm. Spooky. Okay, like if you're not Malaysian or you're not Singaporean or you don't grow up in, around this area, then you wouldn't. How know. do you get what? a haunted a JJ in the first place? Spooky. It's an it's oh, a vagina. Spooky. How do you get a haunted vagina? That I have no explanation. Huh? I'll do some research and maybe I'll put Is that it even possible next... to haunt a body part? Oh, ah, it's a joke, like Sonia. The confession it's... haven't started. It's a joke, like it's a joke. You don't need to dissect the joke. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna continue. I'm I'm gonna do another one for those who don't understand the joke, the flesh joke, like, huh? Okay. For those who are who don't get it, like Sonia, okay. <laughs> now, now, you know, now in the world, there's a lot of people uh, would like to have a different, different pronoun, right? Can you ah. guys tell me what is Michael Jackson's pronoun? <laughs> hey, nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> we all got that. We all got that. Nice, nice. Thank you very much. So, pretty much. Sonia said she didn't get it. Yeah, Sonia uh, Fuck, like, very hard to please at this women. Ah, yes, we, okay. We, we take, we'll take it off air. Take it off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take it off air. Okay. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, like uh, like any other Friday night, we have confessions and Know Your Hantu lineup. Tonight's Know Your Hantu is actually quite special. It's because it's going to lead to some announcement, which will lead, we will let the person who will make that announcement announce it later. Okay. What? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, when you hear the Know Your Hantu, then you know what is going on already. Lah. Okay, but tonight's story also coincidentally, I did not choose, I did not pick and like, okay, let's do this and let's do this and look this. Because um, how does the behind the scene works is because I have a lot, all, all these stories are coming in, right? So I'll pick a story, then I'll send it to the narrator and tell them if, if you guys can, if you guys are free, work on this, come back to us, right? So whoever come back to me, then after that, I'll, I'll do a backup and I'll keep, keep their audio. Yeah, after that, I'll use it, right? So tonight's uh, confessions, all narrators that sent in, I realized all these stories were about the same, which is all these stories 
it's a hearsay story. It's a story that happens to a friend. Oh. It's a story that happens to somebody uh, close to them, but it's not entirely themselves, oh. right? So I do not know whether it's coincidence or not, but it came hearsay out. episode. Hearsay episode. Last week episode is on the fans episode. Ah. Hmm. So ninth episode, it's hearsay episode. Okay. Okay. So we have three confessions and one. Uh, know your hand too. But before Hang we go on, to uh, the there, confessions... There's something scratching at my door. Let me go and see. <gasps> wow. Okay. So, okay. So, there is a way. So, before we get to the confessions and also the know your hand too, somebody actually sent in a video and, and, and asked us whether we want to talk about it on Friday. Eugene reviewed it and I watched it. I, know, I do not know whether Joe and Sonia watch it or not. Um, everything. Let's talk about this. So we're gonna play you the video. The video is about four minutes long, I believe. Mm. Uh, oh, I saw been, it! I saw it. It's already been shortened, so this is the short version of it. So four minutes, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the video. Watch closely and better experience with your earpiece on. Alvin. Mm. Yeah. Being on my knees is very tough. Uh. I cannot continue like that. Training, girl. Training. Is there more than one of you here? There's no being on my knees in a site 69. Then next time oh, we go to outdoor, then you need to be on your knees. An initial. Can you give us your name? Can you give us anything? How do you pronounce that? Ouija? Ouija, Ouija. Fuck, I get out. When we looked out to the lake to see what was making this noise, Like, um, what is it? Edge. Edge. Hmm. Who is Edge? I could see what clearly looked like to me. I mean, crystal clear. The top of like a woman's head peeking at us out of the water. I could see eyes. I could see hair. I could see wet hair. You have no idea what it's like to experience that type of thing. And so without even a second thought or look or guess or asking each other's opinion, we were fucking gone. We ran. I don't care what the critics say. I don't care what people at home saying. It was fucking scary. It's by far the scariest thing that I've ever seen with my own eyes. Watch closely, yeah. Oh, check this out, check this out. Wow. 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 I gotta see the music is making it scary as well. I needed a little bit of time after this investigation. Still not clear what. We Can actually make had out what to cancel two other locations after we did this one because I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't. When we got in the car, both of us were dead silence with each other. And the first word to break the silence was from Casey. And he was talking immediately, just frantically about how he can't do this anymore. And he wanted to like legit stop investigating these paranormal locations. And I told Colton, I said, listen, man, I've been doing this for a long time. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I'm honestly at my limit. I'm tired. Like, I can't keep seeing shit like this. I can't keep experiencing shit like this. The passion has turned to just danger. Like, what's, what do we do with energy and with entities and things that we experience that no one has a deterrent or answer yeah. for? And then just, sure, let's go to the next location tomorrow and see if we see anything. This was enough for a lifetime. Everything that we do is this pseudoscience speculative Ooh, my favorite genre term. that maybe a few people out there say, yeah, I know for sure, but no one does. And so I understand where the guy's coming from. I've just never heard him talk like that. Like I'm hanging it up right now in the second. Fuck everything that I've done for the past five, 10 years. That's it for me. This felt like the closest like I've ever come to that. Like this felt evil with the roaches, with the glass breaking, with the thing running through the kitchen, the, the stables rumbling, seeing a woman coming out of the lake. I wouldn't do a follow-up investigation. Man. Even if it was highly commented on, please go back. I'm not going back to that location ever again. I wanna go. Um, wow. Like it. Okay. <sighs> okay, I gotta give props where props is due. This was sent in by Kelvin Hugh. The original video is mm. out there on the internet. It's a one hour long. Uh, of course, we don't do promo on our show because it'd be unfair to other groups. Uh, this was just a four minute extract of their video. And Kelvin is asking us, uh, can you, can we as the host give a comment on this video? And he says he's kind of 50 50 on this. So he wants to know what is our take. Mm. Sonia has, uh, has a lot of things to say uh, when the video is playing. So, Sonia, why don't you go first? <laughs> I still didn't get a very clear picture of what they saw. Of, I mean, obviously, the music added to that heightened sense of uh, suspense and and all. And, you know, they were playing with the, the Ouija board. So, what did they see exactly? They said something about a head. Wet hair and big they, eyes. They, they just saw a head just pop out from the water a little bit, sight yes. profile, and then go back down. Yes. Hmm. Now, they're American, right, from their accents. And were they beside a lake, a stream, some sort of a water body? That much yeah. I understood. Yes. Yeah. Purportedly right? next to a lake. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. So I'm thinking of an animal that could easily be in the water. If it was a stream, they could be crossing the stream. They see people, they go back in. <laughs> crossing because... the stream, I love it. Unintentional Ghostbuster joke there, but keep going. <laughs> crossing the stream. <laughs> I love it. Well done. Nice, nice one. So, if, mm, I, I, I was not very convinced. Uh, they tried zooming in six times. I saw that on the video, but mm. very inconclusive. It is just there. Uh, you know, they're storytelling us. They're already in a state of, <laughs> you know, a little bit of, of fear with the Ouija board and all that. I think they're just overplaying things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a possibility. This is being an internet video and it's all that. Uh, I'm reading some of the comments on YouTube right now. Uh, we have the clock says, the clock claims that he's new. This is the new clock says, not the one that we see every week. Mm, yeah. The new clock says, why the camera angle just nice at the right place, right time? That's why I say, audience is very hard to please. When we capture evidence, how come the camera there? When we don't capture evidence, how come no evidence? Usa to please. So, uh, but that is exactly some of the, the, the things that people are saying. It looks 
stage. Some of them say that you know it is very real. Uh, we have 1.4 million people watching this video, not not our video, that particular video. Mm. Uh, not everyone believes it's real as well. But I guess that's the beauty about supernatural topics, isn't it? Because there is no one fixed conclusive answer that everyone has to subscribe to. Everyone's open to their own interpretation and uh, mm. speculation. Mm. And their own perspective. So. Mm. Mm. Okay, so that's for Sonia. Sonia thinks that it is... It's an, a, it's an animal. It's a water-dwelling animal that came up for air or may have wanted to come up on land, but seeing people there got spooked and went back in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I've also read a comment whereby it, it could be easily done whereby they place an underwater uh, machine, underwater robot, a drone, then they put a head on top, then they could just control, it pops up, pops back, pops back in, right? Yes, but I want to say there are certain uh, reaction oh. of or, or, or emotions that you don't, you can't really fake it. Because I I can relate to whatever the guy said just now. That is exactly how I felt after coming back from Bali with this bunch of people. La. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. La. I'm just, I'm okay with just telling stories and host this kind of show, talking about stories, but not exploring this kind of places. I, I want to go with, <laughs> yeah, I, I find it very relatable when I watch until that part of it by, shit, man, I, I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna do this anymore. Yeah, I. I bet I those never, two guys went to the toilet before he, they did the Ouija board session. Him. Why? They, they don't. I just. Stomach. I just. You know. That, <laughs> maybe that's why people feel uncomfortable because they don't. They don't go to the toilet beforehand, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you went to the. If people went to the toilet beforehand, they wouldn't feel so uncomfortable. Is all I'm yeah. saying. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. okay. So I. I, I think. That. Yeah. I think we gotta explain to the people why the hosts are laughing because a lot of you may be like, "What the hell is this inside joke about?" Um. <laughs> Because there's about 200 of you guys who have were not there with us, and what uh, JDC was referring to was, imagine all of us out there in the dark, in the jungle, with potential Pontiana sighting, and we have our, our devices out. We have Sonia dying to go into the water because she hears a voice, and JDC saying, "No, I'm cutting this exercise short. Come on, let's go, let's go." And then at the back, we have Okim then. AKA Kimmy Boy going, I'm gonna eat, uh, I want to shit, lah, guys. Hurry up, lah. I want to shit. Lah. So this is not going to make it onto the actual final footage, by the way. So you all know what happens behind the scenes. Yeah, so yeah, that that actually happened. So there's also a joke behind it, but it's okay. Lah. It's just, <laughs> it's funnier when you guys are there. Lah. So yeah. Uh, but yes, of course, we can fake emotions. Yeah, we have watched movies. Yes, but I just say that I find whatever he said it's relatable to, relatable to me. It's because that's what I felt when I experienced what I experienced in Bali. So, I, nope. I don't really know what happened because no one is showing me anything. No one is really telling so, me. So, so Joe is cutting the video. He's only doing it after work, at night, during weekend. Wait, La Sonia, why are you like that? No one wants to tell me also. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Soon, soon, soon. You yeah, see soon, the video, I see the video. See the video. Can I get so even I have to wait. Hmm. Yes. Okay. No sneak, no sneak peek. No sneak peek. Okay. So uh, Joe, Eugene, what do you think about mm. the video short one before we go to our first confession? Okay. Short one. I feel that, uh, okay. So <clears throat> I, I'm not being biased here when I say someone, uh, uh, someone, other, uh, someone else's channel as uh, <laughs> potentially putting up 
fake stuff. Okay, I'm not saying it's fake, but I'm saying that if that was an effect on camera, I can replicate it fairly easily. Uh, reason why I say that was the water spirit went up this way as a fixed as a fixed image, and it went back down the same way. There was no movement whatsoever. And quite frankly, before they say it was ahead of the woman, and I saw that gray thing, I could not tell it was ahead of the woman. It was only after they said it was the head of a woman and it was a water spirit, then I go, oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, but if they wanted to fake this for our internet sensation, it was easily done. Uh, however, let's give them the benefit of doubt. They all said it's real. So let's assume it's real. Okay, so let's let's get to that standpoint. If that was a real video and that was a real spirit and you're going to a house with a murdered woman playing the Ouija board, trying to get answers, and then when you see that thing pop out after you have asked for a name and asked for appearance and you ran off that's terrible practice for paranormal investigators so i think that it's very itchy backside right isn't it yeah so from a paranormal investigator standpoint this will be will not be the kind of actions that i would advocate yeah so assuming that <clears throat> the experience are experiences are real yeah so it's isn't it kind of like when we have certain walks and then we go into places that are known to be vibey and then you conduct experiments and invite them. Yeah. So when we invite spirits to come <clears throat> and they make an appearance, your job as a paranormal investigator is to document because that's what you ask them to do. For you to run away when a ghost appears, then imagine I'm the ghost, lah, okay? You call for me. No, right? you. Okay, I come down. Yes, I'm going to tell you the answer to the universe. Hey, where are you going? You call me. Allah, Chilaka, I go back home. <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's my first thought. Pranakan like. goes, huh? Chilaka also. <laughs> <laughs> I, why? Pranakan cannot have ghosts, huh? <laughs> Next time before summoning, we must say which race we want. <laughs> Oh, cannot lah, cannot. Racist lah. Ghosts come out. Oh, racist ah. You don't want me ah. You don't want the Chinese ah. Want the Indian only ah. Want, Chi want Chinese ah. I, I, I will be very specific. I want half Indian, half Chinese like me. Oh, lah, right lah. You know, all the ghosts standing, hey, anyone not? Half Indian, half Chinese. <laughs> no response. Okay, Joe. I'm, I'm going to come up straight up and say, I'm going to call bullshit on this one. There's oh, a reason why. Coincidentally, I was watching this video one or two days ago because um, I've been at home. My wife and my daughter have to isolate. So I was just kind of watching the video um, in, in this particular kind of channel. I also watched several other videos by this guy. So first off, I find it very suspect when a group goes and publishes um, investigations and, and documentaries like that and always seem to find evidence. Okay, that's number one. Two. There was another um, episode that these guys showed where they got into a house and, you know, in classic like poltergeist kind of like um, stories and all that, right? You have all the chairs like stacked up on the table. Yeah. So they've gone into this house and, they, you know, all these chairs were stacked up to the table. These guys holding the camera went up the attic stairs and just as he was going up holding the camera, they heard a noise behind and suddenly very quickly panned and at the doorway, all the chairs were all stacked up where no chairs were, all right? Like, I'm going, mm. you could very, for me, because of doing editing, you could see where 
that video had that been is. cut yeah. to look like it had transitioned very smoothly from the attic into the door. Okay, so that's that that's that's one point, right? The last point is that look at the way that these guys have framed the Ouija board session. If it were me and I was there, I would not have had the, the camera pointing at the guys like that. Mm. I would have had it up, pointing mm. down, looking at the board for some evidence, right? Yep. And Thank secondly, you. it's so coincidental that this head popped up right in the middle of them. And you know what? Illuminated as well. If you work Most with lighting, you will know gosh. how difficult it is to illuminate the foreground mm. and the background as well. Yeah. So where's mm -hmm. that light source coming up? Are you saying that ghost is like glowing? I don't know. I don't buy what, it. What happens is post-production. It looks like a post-production yeah. up and down. Yep. Yeah, and, and and Eugene's very right. I I, I saw the the, the face. I, I could I could identify it as a site profile immediately when I seen it. But you're right. It just looks like it goes up like an elevator and goes down. It mm. was way too mechanical for me. Yeah. I I think oh. it's water ghost lah. I think it's water ghost lah. Everybody says it's fake. I think it's water ghost lah. <laughs> so the two Angmo, if somehow you are watching this video, I I believe you guys. I trust you guys. <laughs> if you guys don't want to do it anymore, I believe you. I. So Joe Cack <laughs> says right. Supernatural confessions. If this happened to you guys, will all of you just stay put seriously? I would. Look, Honestly, we would, would we would we would be shocked. But I tell you what, we would stay put. Turn around and point the camera as to where we see the thing. Yep. We would not go away and take the camera and run away. If, if, well, I was if there's creator, water involved, you guys know I'd be the first one. Sonia will jump into the water. We got a whole Sonia. Yeah, that's head. the problem. That's we the got problem. A hantu in the water, then we got Sonia trying to jump to the water. I'd be very busy hands. Ah, see, yeah. one, one of the reasons why I don't want to go with them, lah. too many things to worry at the same time. I have to worry about the ghost. I have to worry about Sonia. Too many things to worry about. And then I have to worry I about cannot... team behind. Guys, I want to shit. Lah. Guys, ah. I, I have to worry about my stomach. Man, you see, too many things to worry. Lah. Cannot, lah. I, just, I, I just stay behind the scene like uh, like with Elvin. Then remember, then we'll just worry about the production, the stories and whatnot. Lah. It's good enough. Lah. Yeah, okay, so pretty much that's the video. If you guys want to watch the video again, just head on to YouTube and search for it. It's also posted. The, the shorter video is also posted on our AC private group, it must be done too. So mm. just go ahead and watch it as many times as you want. Huh? You can download it and also make it into your phone profile so that every time you unlock your phone, you can see the thing pops up. Talks about down. Also, huh? It would be nice also. Huh? I'm just giving you an idea. Huh? Yeah. Uh, see? No, they are doing it. Uh, see? Uh, okay. So now that's all for the video. Now we're going to move on to the confession. So the first confession, uh, it's about a police story. So hmm. this happens during uh, service time, I believe. And something that happens to that particular place where the thing will only pick on new officers that is reporting for duty. Okay. So I'm sure after these confessions, a lot of you guys would, you know, would, 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 would kind of remember, oh shit, yeah, something happened in my camp too. Something happened when hmm. I, you know, was at a service for the country so if you if this that does happen remember where to look for us so now we're going to play you the confession first alvin please police by anonymous this happened to my friend z who was serving in the singapore police force during his two-year national service stint z had already completed his basic training and this was the first time doing duty at this particular police post he was assigned to cover the early morning shift which began at 8 a.m 
for a few hours before another officer would take over. Z's in charge or IC had driven him over and helped him open the police post. When they arrived, the IC went into the back room while Z was setting up the front counter. After a few moments, the IC came out of the back room and was about to leave. However, told Z in a serious tone, Z, if there's anything, just give me a call, yeah? He had a weird look on his face, and when Z asked what he meant, he did not provide an explanation, but repeated himself and left. Long story short, the first few hours were uneventful. However, all of a sudden, Z heard three distinct knocks on the door to the back room. If you have been in a police post, the door is right behind the counter with this small square cutout glass to look through. When it first happened, Z's natural instinct was to him, for him to look behind at the glass, but before he did that, he suddenly realized that he was alone in the police post. The back room had another exit, but that door was locked. Z then heard the three knocks again, this time louder. Z started to panic. He stood up and made his way to the entrance of the police post without looking in the back room. He walked out the entrance and left the door open. He sat at a bench that was outside the police post. Usually officers would pray that no one comes in to report anything so that they do not have to do any work. However, this time Z was praying and praying very hard that someone would come in to make a report. As a Catholic, he was also praying the Our Father prayer, asking God to please send someone. Fortunately for him, his prayers came through and a student came over to report that her friend had stolen her laptop. Z told me that the reporting for such cases could be completed fairly quickly, but he intentionally dragged it out by asking the student a multitude of questions and even offered to call that friend. He somehow managed to keep her there for about an hour. Thankfully, Nothing else happened, and the next officer arrived a short time after to relieve Z. Z's IC later arrived to pick him up, and both of them headed back to the HQ, where they would usually be stationed while not on duty. Back at the HQ, Z told his IC what had happened, and his IC shared that there was a ghost that would pick on newbie officers. Anyone who was there for the first time would encounter something strange. He saw the ghost loitering around the back room and that's why he told Z to call him if anything happened, but didn't want to share the truth so as not to spook or scare Z. Z said that in his panic, he forgot about his IC's advice about calling him until they had a conversation back at the HQ. His IC also shared another story when a lady officer was there alone on duty for the first time. She was in a back room when she suddenly saw on the live video feed of the CCTV a person in an old Japanese army uniform walk in. She thought it was strange but did not think much of it and went out to greet the person. However, no one was in the station. She was very certain that she saw someone on the CCTV as she felt the attire was strange and looked back at the video feed for a while before heading out. She later played that video back and did see that same person and she really got spooked out and reported it to her IC. Apparently nothing else happened to her after that incident. Z's IC did not say what happened to that CCTV video. Mm. Okay. Mm. So if I I was an IC there before, I can use Eugene's tech line all the time whenever there is a new officer that come in. <laughs> the new officer that uh 
sir, am I going to be alone in this post? You are never alone. <laughs> never alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys heard that confession. Uh, apparently, the post, uh, only one officer is stationed there. And whenever there's new officer, a newbie, they will always encounter something weird that happened. For Z, which is an anonymous friend, heard knocking from the back room where it was locked. The, the exit was locked and there was nobody else inside. The other encounter was there is a, a CCTV show. There is a man wearing an old Japanese occupation shirt came in. But when she went out and checked, there was nobody there. Obviously, I am on a very team hanto on this one, although it's just a hearsay story. But uh, at least it's a uh, fun ghost, I would say. At least they are trying. They are just, you know, joking, having fun with the new offices. So I'm going to go with, uh, yes, but um, I, 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 need to, I need to know more about this particular Mm. kind of story or this kind of uh, police yeah. post in Singapore. So I Maybe need to give you a bit of backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I think the audience are right. Uh, on YouTube, I see some comments. Uh, is this the one near Pearl Bank? Is this the station at Chinatown? Hmm. Uh, the main police HQ at Autram Park. So Autram Park, Pearl Bank and Chinatown, for those of you who are listening in who's not from Singapore, I believe that the audience are referring to the same place. Autram Park, Pearl Bank, Opal Bank is on the fringe of Ocean Park. Um, the police station is in Chinatown. So that's the area we're talking about. Today, the police station no longer exists. It's an office. In <clears throat> previous episodes, I talked about that particular office and how uh, tenants of that office oh. would leave out certain kuei kuei and candies, drinks for spirits. Okay, So that's a true story. Mm. I've also spoken to... I have spoken to and have been uh, cast in a show where I was acting as a prisoner in that mm. station as well. Uh, police officers who used to work there all had stories, hearsay, uh, some to themselves, most of them urban legends. Myself, when I was in there, I did not see or feel anything, mm. but there were, or rather, I mean, I saw, I, I felt things, but none of them were comprehensive enough for me, to, or rather conclusive. So if we are talking about that particular station, then yes, there is legitimate haunting. Uh, based on the story that was told, it could have been any station. Mm. Right? Um, did, do you remember hearing which particular station? Even you can't no, I, I don't think I don't think it was mentioned. Mm. I don't think it was mentioned. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> uh, so are, are you talk, were you talking about the cantonment one? The new not a new cantonment one, the old one. The, the old one. The one um what a name lah. It's at Chinatown yes. behind Autram Park. Yeah. Behind uh, the young, beside the Yangtze Cinema. Right? Cantonment? Cantonment. The old yeah. Cantonment. Yeah. Uh, so, one some, of, some parts of the story that don't make sense is police officer working alone on duty? From what I understand. Mm. Right? Uh, see, I, I'm, I, guys, why I tell you about the, the hospital, the police station and the horror of it? Because I believe that the police stations and government buildings are haunted. Having spoken to people firsthand, it is haunted. But this story said there was only one guard duty personnel, or one duty personnel. From what I understand, there is no single duty personnel. But correct me if I'm wrong, if any of you are in the police force and you have been doing single duties, let us know. But from what I hear, you're always in pair. Mm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So okay. this could be based on a real story, 
But as it passed down, like typical army story or, or mm. any form of mm. uniform group story, it starts mm. to get embellished. But the question mm. here is, I feel very strongly that the origin story of you know how this all came about was a haunted police station. Um, mm. As it passed, as the story passed down, it became the hey, you know what, uh, you are first timer, uh, you got worse here. You know, is used as a tool. I I, I see Sonia smiling. I'm guessing that's what she's gonna go with. I'm not gonna elaborate so much on that. I'm gonna give it to her to elaborate on. So mm. I'm a bit. Uh, I believe this is haunted police station, but maybe the final output of the story may be embellished. That's my take. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of. So, yeah. Kind of like as you know, as it as the Chinese telephone works, you tell a story one too many times, little bits and pieces of it are gonna get changed and all. Hmm. Yeah, it, it seems quite strange that it's a single person that's uh, on duty, but I know the area that you're talking about. Uh, all those areas had um, were used during the British times. Uh, before the Japanese war, even during the Japanese war, uh, they are now being used for uh, commercial purposes, right? They're rented out uh, shops and stuff. Yeah. I've been there, I've walked there. I don't like the vibe of that place. I don't like it at all. And mm. um, you know how how you, your hair all stands and, and stuff? Yeah. I was talking to somebody about uh, the British and the Japanese um, areas where, where I do feel those kinds of vibes. And he shared this story with me. He said that Pulau Brani, uh, if, if many of you don't know, Pulau Brani is in an area very near Sentosa, just mm. separated by a little bit of water. It's on mainland Singapore, very near harbour front. Now, Pulau Brani used to be some sort of a, I think a Malayan command centre or something like that, where the British would stay. And it was said that later on after many, many years, a person who was working there saw a headless body wearing a Japanese uniform walking towards him. Now, he wasn't alone. He was with another worker and he asked this worker, do you see that? And he went, see what? So the guy realized that only he could see it and he was too afraid to change path or, or, or go anywhere and he just walked through it. So, you see, you know, when you said that uh, he saw a Japanese uh soldier it reminded me of that story but this mm. one is hearsay too so all last these hearsay week, stories yeah last week i put speaking of pulau briyani Bri pulau briyani not briyani as i spelled it yeah hungry <laughs> yeah last week's uh featured confession at 11 30 was there was a story on uh pulau brani mm. yes. brani yeah brani brani yeah. okay yeah, so hey, Joe, if you yeah. if, if you see a, a a headless ghost walk towards you, would you be scared? Like I was thinking, I wouldn't be scared because there's no head, right? It can't do anything for me, towards <laughs> me. But then I remember from the movie It, the, the recent one, and the little boy was had no head. It was what I, I'd be, I'd shit myself. I would literally shit myself. I'd film it, but I'll I'll, I'll shit myself. I I think uh, Eugene hit the nail on the head when he talked about um, this being an urban legend. What? did it for me was this whole newbie kind of like like story right when a new person comes and shift a new person in the station there's all these kind of hazing rituals that mm. people go through this is the first yeah. thing that came to my mind right could the other officers just be having a fun time with this guy right someone's hiding in the back room even if the back room has an exit to the outside it's easy for someone to come in not not three times hide not three times exit from the building you, you just never know i think for me there, there's just too many 
there's just too many questions that yeah yeah that have no I, and and and, no. and you know what the 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 three knocks is this thing that happens all the time everyone talks about three knocks mm. i it, it's 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 just hit like you know it's pop ghost culture you know when <laughs> when, when anyone goes into into a haunted house right eugene someone yeah. someone is bound to hear three knocks at 3 a.m <laughs> isn't it very much like campfire stories you must have I think so. some sort of a scary story for campfires you know it's yeah. similarly to, yeah. to you know like ragging and hazing yeah. it seems to be a rite yeah. of passage for anyone that's, yeah. that's having said that though my, my dad told me a story when he was working at uh, my dad used to be a psychiatric nurse well he still is and he used to work in um graylands hospital which is our you know uh, a contemporary of singapore like like woodbridge hospital right yeah and there was a story where he had gone to this unit, this place there, saw the, you know, like the, the door handle, like, you know, the, the ones yeah. where you just push it down and you can open, yeah. but this thing was locked. He saw the handle go up and down, up and down. The problem was there was a square window there, dead looked over and there was no one on the other side. <laughs> oh. All he saw was from his side, the handle going down and up, like someone was jiggling it. Dad says, it was a really the... short person, shorter than the window. Nah, he can see. He can see right because those 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 windows are, are meant are built in such a way that you can actually look right inside and see what's even at the bottom, right? Mm -hmm. Because they they're meant to be observation windows. So when mm -hmm. Dad looked in there, it was an empty room because it was in a disused part of the hospital. We saw the oh. thing go down like that, and he says, oh. and yeah, he says, nah, <laughs> turn around nope. and walk off. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> the hell out of it. Oh boy. Mm, okay, uh, so um, Tim, what about you? Not not even yeah. all the dots. What about you? No, no, I, I I believe it is. Right? I already said in the beginning of the yeah. video, I believe that it is. I believe that it is. And then also, but I already added in saying that uh thinking that at least it's a fun one, lah. At least they just you know play pranks yeah. on you, knocks or appear like somebody, but it's not really there, you know. I I mean uh, at least, at least a fun one. Probably get the police officer to do something, you know, uh, when when that police officer and law and whatnot, at least, you know, has a story to tell after, you know, when he retires later on. Uh, you know, when I first, <laughs> when I first became a policeman, uh, you know what happened uh, in this particular post? Uh, no more day already now. No more day already. Uh, see? What, a, what a nice story. <laughs> legend, right? yeah. uh, so imagine if yeah. he's sitting in his living room telling it to the grandchildren, then the ghost is also there. Ah, I play a part in this. I was there too. So hey, I think uh, this is, yeah. I think it's Tim, can you remind me next week? Today we've got no time. But next week, maybe we can keep 10 minutes. Uh, I want to share with you guys a declassified uh, confession from a very high-ranking position person who worked at a government agency that we all know which government agency is like. The minute I say it, you all will know which one. And first-hand horror confessions. Obviously, she can't appear on, on camera, but I'll retell that story uh, to you guys. I, uh, I have to wait one week. Okay. Ken. Uh, but wow. you always say you'll tell a story, then you never get to the story because yeah. time. How many times will can now already? No, because... The last week's story you're supposed to tell this week also never tell. What story? You need to remind me lah. My memory portal that one. Okay, okay, next week, Kim, your duty yeah, to remind me. Okay, Kim, Sonia, and JDC. Next week, remind me about <laughs> the story from Inland Revenue. That place confirmed haunted. So many people swear and curse at them. <laughs> For sure, it's haunted. <laughs> Sonia, Sonia was confirmed. 
must be the hantu. No, yeah. it's the hantu. I'll take my text. You know, it's, it's the hantu. All the bad juju for taking people's money. Yeah. Ah, okay. 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 I do not know whether you have prepared the the story for the uh uh tuapet kong uh tuti kong. Did you ah, prepare that? Ah, see, you wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Chop, 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 chop. Wait, wait. Did you, did you, did you prepare that part? I know that I know the answer, so I can I can share that very easily. Okay, okay, mm. okay. We will do that later towards the end, lah, huh, ladies and gentlemen. We will do whatever it's supposed to be done this week because Eugene promised last week, right? Then the inland revenue, uh, I am sure, <laughs> give it another week. Sonia will also have stories to share. Really, I she also that place just creeps me out, lah. Whenever I go there, it just creeps me out, lah. So uh, Sonia <laughs> will have another story to share. Just give it another week, lah, huh? So that is next week. But before we go to that, we're going to have a story. This one is also another place where I think there's a lot of stories coming up from places like this. So this is a hotel, but this is not in Singapore. This is in Munich. Huh? So oh, ladies and gentlemen. In Germany. Germany. So ladies and gentlemen, oh. here is your story. Elvin. Hotel in Munich by Ginny. There's this very nice hotel that we stayed at whenever we had work trips to Munich, Germany. It's not five-star rated, I think it's close to four stars. Uh, the rooms are clean, nice, and spacious, and overall the hotel is pretty classy. One unique thing about this hotel is that it's located next to a cemetery. A few of my colleagues who had nothing to do have actually gone in there, and they said the cemetery looks more like a garden, you know, well taken care of, with lots of flowers blooming around, a very peaceful place to be in during the day. So this hotel is five stories high, and one troublesome feature is when you're assigned a room on the fifth floor, you have to take the guest lift to the fourth floor, then walk all the way to the service lift located almost at the end to go up to the fifth floor. The stories that I heard have happened to three colleagues of mine, and I'm not sure whether the sightings happened at the same time during their stay there. Uh, I won't be using real names, of course. So one evening, uh, Amy and Ben, came back from town, and as they stepped out of the guest lift at the fourth floor lobby, Amy spotted a little boy rummaging through a used room service tray. Amy, being cheeky, wanted to tease the boy, so she shouted, Hey! That boy ran off, and within seconds, he was out of sight. Ben was perplexed and asked Amy who she was talking to. It then dawned on Amy that she must have seen a ghost. It was a long stretch of corridor, and there's really no way the little boy could have been gone in just a few seconds. She remained calm, though, and continued walking with Ben to the service lift, where he would go up to his room on the fifth floor. When the service lift door opened, lo and behold, the boy was in there at the corner, back facing them. Amy froze, but she chose not to say anything. Ben stepped into the lift, wished her goodnight, and the lift door closed, with Ben and the little boy inside. Nothing happened to Ben, thankfully, but Amy did have trouble sleeping that night. Another incident happened to my colleague X. So X was going back to his room one evening, and he saw a little boy standing outside a guest room, with back facing him, right? So thinking that this boy must have been punished by his parents and made to stand outside the room, X just ignored him and walked away. Shortly after that, Craig also was returning to his room and saw, you know, the same little boy, same spot, same position. Thinking that he might be locked out of the room, Craig approached and asked if he needed help. The boy turned around and he had no face! Uh, so, be like X, you know? <laughs> Just don't get into trouble. Don't be helpful. Lastly, 
I was chatting with Dean uh, one day about how beautiful Munich is and, you know, it's going to be Oktoberfest soon and how nice it would be if we could go. And Dean replied, no, I'd rather not go back to that hotel. So he shared with me that once, after he had checked in, he was sitting on the throne for, you know, some serious business. Well, so while the toilet door was closed, but it wasn't locked. And then, right before his eyes, all by itself, the door latch turned and the door locked. You know, he, he thought he was just really tired and just seeing things, but that night, he felt a presence pressing onto him while he was sleeping, and he swore he saw a shadowy figure lurking in the corner of the room. So, like any sensible person, he picked up his pillow and the comforter, he left the room, and insisted on sleeping in the room of another colleague on a different floor, whether they liked it or not. As you can guess, I'm sure, all of these colleagues rejected any further work trips to Munich. Mm, I love okay. it. Yes, so um, interesting narration, I guess, is because uh, when Gina actually sent to me this this um, confession, she was like, I'm, I'm trying to be slightly different and be a little more comedic if it's that, that is okay. I mean, I will, we love it, Gina, if you're listening yeah. to this. We love that. It's because Lovely. the way she tells her story, as if she's the person who experienced all this, right? First, yeah, it's like first-hand story. So we we love the story. So I'm gonna get uh, somebody else to start first. It's because um, when after I've done this story, which is yesterday actually, I've done the story yesterday. Um, then I went to an event that night. Uh, then I met a hotelier, and I, as I was talking about this supernatural stuff and whatnot, the hotelier also shared another story. <laughs> So I'm gonna share that story because it's a short one. So towards the end, so we will get mm, just now. Uh, Joe, Joe, you wanna, uh, Joe, you wanna start first? Yeah, yeah. You know, very specific details about this hotel, right? Four star hotel, five stories high, located near a cemetery. Yeah. It looks like a garden. Has five floors with the lift that only goes to the fourth floor. Um, man, I, I, I must do some research to find out where this exact hotel is in Munich. Again, like. When when I when I heard the first story, because there were three stories in this one, right? We had the one where um, the boy in the corner of the lift, and then another one where there was the boy just standing in the guest room with the with the back towards the other guy, and then the other one was the the latch. Like for the first story, I'm thinking I was originally thinking this must be a boy that had run into a room or something, but then when they get to the lift that goes to the fifth floor, she sees the boy. And the guy doesn't. Now that's more interesting to me. And what kind of friend is this? You see a hantu in the corner. <laughs> the friend go inside the thing, never say anything. The lift go up. Hey, I mean, like if 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 that was me, would you guys do that to me? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are, you, a, why are you even uh, asking that kind of question? That, that was a really dumb. Then, then you guys will call it, right? So, Joe, um, everything okay or not? Yeah, yeah everything's yeah. fine. Uh, Did you see anything? Did you see anything? <laughs> so this is this is it. Next time I go to a hotel with you guys, Kim and I are going up into our hotel room together. <laughs> uh, that that's, that's it. I, but look, this this is a, again a very classic story. It almost reminds me of like a movie where you see this little Juon kit, right? And he's like foraging and then just kind of runs off or turns around and, and there's nothing in his face. Again, some it's very hard to um, dissect a story of a story. It's very hard to dissect a story like this because I want more details. I want more details. 
Mm. However, the last one where he's on the throne doing his business, the door is locked and the latch turned. Now, if that really happened, that that would be an again more interesting story for me. Very similar to my dad seeing the handle yeah. jiggle, yeah, right. seeing the lock turn. Now, if someone said they saw that and they go, you know what, I will, I I wasn't taking drugs at that point in time. I was sitting down and I saw the latch turn. I want to go into the hotel room. I want to see what's up. Okay. So uh, before Sonia, Eugene first. Lah. Eugene. Um, okay. So before I tell you about what I think about your story, I just want to give a big, um, very proud shout out to all our narrators, especially uh, Kim, you have been working with our narrators. Uh, we have Linda. We have... Um, What's the uh, Mark, right? And then now we have Jeannie as well, Licia, uh, Gina, Gina, Gina is the confessor. Okay, Gina and Eileen uh, as well. Each narrator brings their own personality to the story, their own voice to the story, hmm. right? Linda from UK, Singaporean, she has the very crisp UK English, and then when she breaks into her Singlish, beautiful. Then Mark, we have that deep voice, who, you know, narrates it in a very scary way, and then we have. Um, Genie. Gina. <laughs> Gina. Gina, who, who, who narrates it in such a, a, a retelling way that, you know, it's, it's, it's very amusing as well. Uh, Lee Chow Ray Professional and, and, and the rest of them. So, you know, I'm just so thankful that when I'm listening to all this, it brings the story to life. And I hope all the confessors uh, do appreciate this uh, narration from these people. Okay? So mm -hmm. that's up. Uh, I felt that this story, again, uh, why I love today's confession with the hearsay theme, it gives me a very warm, fuzzy feeling to the stories. When we have real um, um, serious confession like possession or death, uh, we can't take it lightly. You know, the conversation automatically becomes a very serious slump. But when you have a hearsay <coughs> theme and this this dissection can go all over the place because we can look at it from uh, part of it is true, all of it is untrue, or it's a form of urban legend. And I think that's what makes today's topic really exciting. And so when I hear things like hotel beside a cemetery, straight away, ding, you know, uh, young boy running around, putting on Jonathan Lim's lens as a uh, ghost story writer, this confession has all the tropes of what a horror story should have. Mm. Being alone in the lift, Child appear on every other floor, in the corner, you know. Uh, I'm not saying that this story is fake, okay. Uh, but what I'm saying from experience is that in a real, real life, one-on-one, -on -one, most uh, supernatural encounters don't have that much details, beginning, middle, and climax, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. you, get like a, you get like an incident, it finishes off, usually there's no proper ending. Uh, but with a hearsay topic, you have a very nice narrative arc, which is interesting itself. Uh, again, the question is, there might be some truth to the story, but at which part the story get embellished? It is entertaining for sure. So I, I like to think that they could have seen the spirit mm. of a ghost, fitting, come across, and then disappear. Then as they tell the story, the friend tell the other story, and then as the story gets passed down, be like, hey, you know the boy over there? I saw him, you know. Then he went up to him, uh, he kissed what? He turned around, huh? He got no face, you know? Because you need to have a punchline, <laughs> right? Yeah. You need to have a punchline for a story. Mm. So I get that. Uh, but I think the actual story could be 
Hey, I saw the boy at the playground. I went up to him. I thought, hey, boy, where are you? Suddenly, he just turned around and disappeared. Oh. Hmm. That would be probably how the story first started. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so to the person that moves a lot, Sonia. Sorry, la, I'm in my room this time. I'm not sitting down. I'm getting very tired, standing, <laughs> kneeling, and, and all that. So ADHD that's why I keep la, shifting. Like no, um, in the first place, seeing children run around on their own is very disconcerting. We have a natural instinct in us to protect children look after them they are never to be left alone right and and that's inbuilt in all of us so to see a child on their own a boy standing by himself that in itself is already very disconcerting to see him without a guardian without an adult mm. by his side now i'm thinking uh some of the hotel workers not all of them are going to be able to afford childcare or, or have somebody watch this child could they have brought this child to work and the work you know, while they're doing some other things, the child is left alone to wander the hotel grounds. That's the first thought that I had, mm -hmm. you know. So a child that's walking around wandering alone and already it's such a disconcerting feeling. Anyone that sees a child by himself standing there, beard and creepy, that is not going to be a comfortable uh, feeling in the first place. I can't say anything about the door, the latch. If, if there's no one on the other side, I have no way of explaining that either. But again, because this is a hearsay story, who knows? Yeah. Who mm. knows? But mm, when okay. it comes to children, uh, I just feel that could easily have been just a child wandering around. And we're already naturally predisposed to feeling uncomfortable seeing a child by themselves. Like we would wonder, why are you alone? You know, mm. small boy wandering around. Mm, after being some time on the SC platform, next time if I go to a hotel and see an, a boy, <laughs> my my father or mother instinct won't kick in anymore. I'll call the reception. Hello, uh, can I change room? <laughs> I don't want to be on this floor. <laughs> can I go to other room? And they're like, oh, no, it's okay. Uh, sir, that is a boy from room 305. No, no, no. Please, please change. I think I saw another boy. La, another boy. <laughs> no, no, it's just a boy from 305. Just give him some offerings in the front door. Nah, and he won't disturb you. <laughs> well, walk up walk up to the child and ask him, you know, are you lost? Kick the bugger, That's how you get arrested. Sonia, that is how you get arrested. <laughs> Hi, little boy. Your mommy, daddy, yeah. Are you lost? Want some okay, candy? I'm, 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 looking I like you, baby. Wow. I, I think I might get yeah, away with it, but you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a, you know. Fault man with mustache and beard asking a kid, is your mommy and daddy around? <laughs> yeah. You have to be really aware looking like this, what you, what you say, what you do, and, you know, what you wear. Oh, well, really not eventually gonna kind of rob. They want confirm apex predator. <laughs> yeah, they want that's they want to confirm apex predator. Correct, <laughs> not apex. They want apex. Okay, so the the story that I wanted to share from the hotelier yesterday was not exactly creepy, but I mean, if you imagine it in the uh, uh that that particular time, the issues, I I I mean, I I would have freaked out lah. So what happened is actually this hotelier. They went to stay in another hotel outstation doing sales call, right? So it's just two of them. They went to a hotel and then being a hotelier, they should know about what this and that, right? Mm. But because they came from a bigger hotel chain, so when they visit this small hotel, so the because the general manager, I think, kind of know these people. Lah. So he's kind enough to actually give them like a, a fruit basket. So to like welcome them and whatnot, right? So they, they, they go to the hotel, then after that, they 
they're checking into the room. So the moment they enter the room, the, the hotelier that was telling me this story, she was saying that when I entered the room, immediately I felt the vibe, the presence, the ambience, everything is just off. Everything is just off. You feel uncomfortable, you feel heavy, you just want to get out of the room. But she's like, you know, there's, I don't want to trouble other people, but she just, okay, I just bear with it. There's another colleague, but the colleague did not say anything. So they went in, bring in the fruit basket, put it uh, in between the beds. Okay? The bed usually has a, a bedside table. So they put it there. So fruit is still fine. Right? So they're like, okay, so let's let's uh, do whatever we need to do and go out to do our sales call. So they, they put down their stuff. Then after that, they went out to sales call. So, okay, this is in Malaysia. So it's humid. Yes, I understand. Mm. But they went out for like, couple of hours they, they told me this is a couple of hours two three hours max okay what happened was when they went into the room the moment they opened the room door the whole room smelled like rotten fruits sourish and things just gone something just gone bad right so then they're like shit what what is that smell just now was fine nothing nothing's wrong so they're like you know the only thing that could explain it is from the fruit basket right so they went to the fruit basket they're like it, the the smell is stronger here now. Okay, so they're like, uh, okay, let let's let's see what happened. Uh, so that the moment they lift up the basket, right? Uh, it seems like the fruit had gone bad for a very long time because the fruit actually rot and you know the juices that they produce after they rot, it spilled and it's kind of like you know the the whole thing is on the table now. So that is when they're like, oh, shoot, what happened? You know, impossible. The hotel will give us a rotten fruit. Even if it's a rotten fruit, we would have smelled it the moment we picked up the fruit mm. basket, right? Mm. And that is immediately the other colleague whispered to her, you know what I hear? I hear people say, if the thing come and eat the fruit, right? The fruit will go rot. And they got to start screaming. <laughs> so what she did was she actually picked the fruit basket and then she placed it in like the bathroom and she actually said, you know what? We're going to be here another night. But if you want to eat the fruit, eat it. But leave us alone. Okay? She said that. Then they do whatever they need to do. They have no choice but to sleep in the same room. So they just remain to sleep in the same room. Then until the next morning come. And the next morning, eh, the moment they woke up, immediately the colleagues said, you know what I saw last night? You know what I saw last night? Then she's like, yeah, what happened? Then she's like, uh, when I was sleeping, I heard a door opening sound. So I thought you were going out or you were coming back somewhere. I actually woke up. But when I woke up, the door wasn't, the sound of the door wasn't coming from the entrance, but it was the connecting door. Oh. Right? The connecting door. But she saw the connecting door open on the hinge side. So let's say the door is like this, right? So this is the way you open the door, right? But she saw the hinge side open. And somebody just walked out of the room. She got up, the, the door opened on the hinge side, and she saw somebody walked out of the room. Then the door closed. She's like, I'm going to pretend nothing happened. I'm going to pretend nothing happened. And I went to sleep. Next day, tell the friend this. And the friend said, okay, lah, probably that fella already finished the fruit, then left. Lah. So yeah, that is the, that is the story that they told me last night. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, oh, thank okay you. again, not not so not so 
creepy if you hear that but probably yeah, no but no you, it's very creepy because it I mean, reminds you... me of the hotel room that i was given in finland no, i can imagine it goes... i just just thinking oh. now that you mentioned about the door opening on the hindsight this reminds me of a bit like harry potter could there be portals in our world that is only accessible you know on the reverse like when you play with me backwards yeah yeah Okay, I I have no idea, but if I can sit her down and tell more stories about this, you bring her on the show. Uh, I try to laugh because you know she still works in the hotel chain, so probably not because it's a huge hotel chain, so it's right. gonna. But she kind of shows there's no face or any voice on you, right? Okay, let's. I I try to ask her. Huh? I try to ask. I try to ask. Yeah. Okay, the time is eleven thirteen now, huh? so I think. We're gonna leave that one confession for next week. Yeah. Because we're gonna sure. play you the know your hantu and then Eugene's gonna tell you about the Tatokong, Topekong, Topekong. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, from Munich, Germany. Now we're gonna go to South Africa. This week, know your hantu is from South Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy, Alvin. This week on Know Your Hantu, we visit South Africa for a story about a terrifying Zulu mythological creature called the Tokolosh. There are many differing stories in the research about this small, almost Kremlin-like monster, but one thing remained the same in all versions of these creatures. Their sole purpose is to cause misery in the lives of those cursed with it, oftentimes attacking its victims during sleep. Tokolosh are said to be created by dark magic witches who would then release them to carry out any malevolent intentions from simply scaring or even scarring children to stealing possessions and even murder. The evil Tokolosh are bounded by the witch to attack in all kinds of ways. In some beliefs, these creatures carries a magic stone that makes them invisible to everyone except the witch. Different communities have their own stories about how Tokolosh are made. Some say they were once a domestic animal transformed by the witch and some origin stories even extends to it being made from graveyard soil and parts of dead bodies, being brought to life with a red hot nail through the head. When a community is terrorized by the Tokolosh, oftentimes a Sangoma, a Zulu witch doctor, it's called to exorcise the home or the person. Other than that, the other belief is to put bricks under the bed which will hopefully put the sleepers out of reach from these small creatures. The Tokolosh is feared legend that is heavily ingrained in the Zulu community even still in the modern society. In 2019, a movie called The Tokolosh is created however, bringing out a different concept of this African mythology where the Tokolosh is portrayed as an evil shapeshifter instead. Okay, so South Africa Ooh. now. Uh, we have covered almost the entire world. Already. So yeah, now we are in South Africa. So before we, I do not know whether the person want to announce it or not, but I got to give uh, credit to this uh, Know Your Hanto because I was so busy. Shaz actually wrote this Tokolosh for me. Thank you very much. Woo! Thank so, you, Shaz. Thank, thank you very you, much. Shaz. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Greatly researched because um, because for me, sometimes I take very short time to write it. But for her, it takes her the whole afternoon to write that piece. So thank you very much. So South Africa. Mm. 
What? Where in the world will Sonia Corona be next Friday? <laughs> tune okay. in to find out. Ah, tune in to find out. So tune in to find out whether. I can hear though. I can hear her. No. I can't. You, you guys muted yeah. her again, is it? No, I can what? hear her. I can hear. I never muted. Sonia, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, Sonia. Love your voice. Ah, okay. So. Ladies and gentlemen, Who next week, me? tune in. You guys should know um, where Sonia is going to be. Probably sitting together with a tokolosh. tokolosh. So, I, wanted, I wanted to say that the tokolosh, very poor thing. They cannot jump. If you raise your bed on bricks, uh, they cannot reach. That means they cannot jump. Ah, yeah, la. so maybe you can be a very good friend. La, about same. I, I heard about a tokolosh years ago. <laughs> if you guys want to... You wanna, See an investigation, right? <laughs> um, this go and watch Destination Truth by Josh Gates. Oh, and me. he does an, an episode in, in Africa of that it is fascinating. Love it. Mm. Okay, but but uh, just just to top up a little bit before we go to Eugene's uh topic kong, tutikong, natokong. Um, when uh when actually Shaz wrote all this, I asked her what do you think about this? Shaz say it seems like there's also the poor thing, Tokolosh actually. Uh, he is the reason, or it is the reason for everybody that everybody uses to cover up their shit that happens. Yeah. Marriage doesn't work out. Tokolosh. Uh, I cheated on my wife. Tokolosh. Uh, my diamond ring is gone. Tokolosh. Politician corrupt. Tokolosh. This is South African Toyola, bro. Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, but Toyo just steals stuff, but right? But Tokolos do everything else, you know. Imagine, imagine, imagine if somebody did something bad decision by themselves, then they just blame it. The Tokolos, imagine the Tokolos outside. What the fuck they do now? <laughs> what the fuck they do now? Yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, Kim Segan, you know, Tokolos, you, you stole my wife. The worst thing, you no, know? the people are just the worst thing. We don't even do anything, they, they put in blame on us. So convenient. So convenient, right? So yeah, but then again, yeah. up until today, modern time, right? The name Tokolosh is still widely mentioned in their community. I try. Mm. So okay, uh, I leave that the, the second part to you, lah, hi, Sonia. So Eugene, your time. <laughs> okay, so uh, some people be asking how do you spell Tokolosh? T i k o l o s h e. Yeah, that that is one of the spelling, and then also there is a another way to pronounce it but the one that i picked up is just another common one are this t-o-k-o-l-o-s-h-e t-o-k-o-l-o-s-h-e tokolosh all right okay so eugene okay guys so i promise you guys the kong kong kongs uh there is a datokong which also people pronounce it as natokong then there's also the tua pek kong and then there's a tuti kong Somebody uh, give him cough mixture, please. Just so I know uh, by the sheer number of uh, comments, that uh, how many of you? I'm okay. I'm I'm assuming as Asians, you have all heard of this before, correct? Yeah. Yes. How many of you know what the individual origin story of each of them? I know a bit. Okay, so just asking the host. No shame in getting it wrong here. What do you know of Datuk Kong? Mm. For me, the story that I know of from the temple, they are actually the Tutikong, 
But because they move to our part, it when it is so that it is relatable to especially the Bumi, or we, we call it Bumi lah, huh? don't don't say just Malay lah, the Dayaks. Bumi uh, community, it would be <coughs> relatable if he appeared as a man in a songkok, drink coffee, Guinness stout, um, and he dressed man of the like people. yeah, men of the people, so okay. that people would actually go okay. to him. Right. What about uh Tua Pek Kong? Uh, there's big temples, right? You have seen big yeah, temples yeah. around Singapore, uh, Sonia yeah. or Jaijing. Topekong, Kuching as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Malaysia is known for Topekong. Mm. Um, anyone you know the difference? Topekong, one of no, no. What about Tutikong? Tutikong is Earth God, the person who is in charge of the uh, ground. For example, if you need to construct a building, if you want to build something here, if you want to clear this land, the person you go to, it's Okay, so I'm okay. I got I got a good Oof. nine minutes. I'm going to share you guys some. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys my understanding of the differences, um, and then I'm going to tell you some anecdotes of each individual hmm. entities or deities. Okay, I'll go start off with Datuk Kong first, or Natuk Kong as it's called. It is often uh, found in a yellow color shrine. Sonia, you have seen this before in Sambawang, and I said that's Datuk Kong. Remember yes. that in the yes. in front of the tree, there's, there's more, more than one. There's more than one. So I'm okay. I'm giving you guys a cliff notes version. Okay, the Dato Kong has many different Dato. Dato is a title that you bestow upon someone as a form of respect. Hmm. Okay, so in Dato Kong mythology, there's many different Datos and yeah. many different races of Datos. Usually, these are the people who have done something well for the village, has uh, maybe a philanthropist right. or someone who has been very kind. And when he mm. passed away, uh, the villagers would <coughs> uh, create a shrine for the Datuk Kong. So, your village, Datuk Kong, and my village, Datuk Kong, could be a different Datuk Kong. Different mm. day we celebrate his birthday because mm. he is based off a real person who has passed away and we give him an honorific. Mm. This person would also possibly be a very pious man, very religious man, very spiritual man. So the likelihood of the Datuk Kong in your village is probably the medicine man. Get it? Mm. Mm. That's the Datuk Kong. Mm. Uh, why the word Datuk is being used, so it makes it sound like a Malay man, is because most of the culture that we have in Asia is from the Malays. Not Muslim, the Malays. Mm. Right? So we call him Datuk, honorific. Okay? He is... He is usually found in a shrine. He doesn't have a temple. Mm. Right? Now, Pape Kong, on the other hand, Pape Kong's history is not that he's multiple, uh, he's multiple different person. He's the one person. Okay? His name is Zhang Li. Uh, that was what I, I was told. Like, he is, uh, he, his background is, he's mostly known in the Malaysia, Singapore, archipelago site. Right? Uh, he was in the village, very kind man, uh, oldest, uh, people treat him like a grandfather, he's very knowledgeable, he has two other good friends, and one day he, he just passed away uh, by a big boulder. And people buried him there and erected a temple over him. Um, so he is not multiple datos, he's one person. <clears throat> people <throat> build a temple out of him. Over time, people okay. have come to worship him uh, and almost wrongly mistaken him for the god of fortune, you know your mm. full soul, right? 
One of them is the Tuapekong and pray to him for prosperity. The Chinese would pray to almost anything for prosperity. (laughs) (laughs) I I can say that because I'm Chinese myself. Uh, Mm. If you tell me this stone got luck, we will pray to the stone. You tell me walk backwards three steps to get into the house. As Chinese, we would because we don't want to take chances. Mm. Prosperity is very important to us. Uh, Mm. So Tope Kong has been very misunderstood on many different levels. Some people say he's an earth god. He's not an earth god. That is Toti Kong. Mm. Right? Some people say he's the right. guardian spirit. That is the Datuk Kong. Right? So Toppe Kong has a temple. Mm. But Toppe Kong is also given the um, as, as people worship him as the guardian and a wise man. So you can see why Toppe Kong is often misunderstood as Datuk Kong and Toti Kong because he's like the person who guards the land and also human before. So where does he fall into? So that's mm. Toppe Kong. Now, Tuti Kong on the other hand, Tuti Kong is he is not a man, he is a god. Uh, is he a physical being? Over time, people have erected statues for him to make him into an accessible, bigger, human-like character that is grandfatherly and caring. Mm. But Tuti Kong really is the earth god. Mm. If you go into the forest, you want to pay respect to the, the, the earth spirit or the nature spirit, right? Mm. Thinking of them as individual miscreants or a spirit uh, makes them very small, makes them mm. almost very scary. But when you say mm. that it's an earth god overlooking all of this, I'm asking the earth god for permission to go in. Tuti Kong will protect me, right? So, um, mm. I, I think, Sonia, you, you have seen something similar in your hikes as well. There's an, a temple <laughs> dedicated to earth deities. <laughs> Right? What? <laughs> no, nothing. Yeah. Well, that is the difference between Tuti Kong. Tuti Kong is the earth god, right? Mm. And Ope Kong is a mm. very wise man who is uh, worshipped in Singapore and Malaysia. Mm. And I think he first landed in Penang. Penang. Mm. Yeah. And then the, the, the culture came down. Dato mm. Kong is more like a guidance spirit, someone you just pay respect to. Mm. 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 Okay. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. So just just to <coughs> add on a little bit, uh, in Kuching, if somehow you guys ended up in Kuching someday, the oldest temple in Kuching, it's uh, Topet Kong's temple, the one that mm. sets where uh, our waterfront used to flourish many many years mm. ago. Mm. Um, and also a, a very important, uh, not a very important, a very amazing facts that I found out is there's a lot of devotees of Natok Kong here in Kuching. Uh, although they are Chinese, they celebrate Hari Raya like how the Muslim does. And also, mm. they also fast a month before they celebrate the Hari Raya, despite they are Chinese and different religion, but they are devotees of Natok Kong. Oh, because, wow. Yeah, because actually they believe Natok Kong is actually of you know, a Malay man, hence mm. they took up that culture and practice it. So yeah, wow. I, I, I find it amazing because... Charles, Charles yeah, was asking which religion are they from? From my understanding, Charles, they're not from a religion. They're not Taoist or anything or Buddhism. They are more of the animistic uh, beliefs. Mm. People who die and consider them saints, if you if you want to borrow yeah, uh, yeah. analogy. Mm. Right? They're mm. saints. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay. So, hmm, interesting episode, I would say. Like any no, other yeah. Friday. Know your gongs. <laughs> know your gongs. <laughs> Confessions. Know your hantu. Know your gong. We got a video. Um, we got a lot of things to talk about. Hence why the time it's already eleven twenty nine. We got one more segment to go before we go to a featured confession. Whereby tonight's featured confession come all the way from the land below the wind. That is in mm. Sabah, Borneo, about a black Pontiana. So, mm. ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our featured confession, we will pass it on to the sexy voice of Sonia. Everyone, close your eyes. Hold your hand to your heart. Put forth your question to the universe. What is the message for us? Hmm. Mm. Your anger is righteous. Take a sip, let it fuel you, but don't guzzle its poison. Hmm. Your anger, anger is righteous. righteous. Take a sip, let it fuel you, but don't guzzle its poison. I can imagine Master Yoda saying it in his voice. <laughs> so okay. everything in moderation. Uh, I, I believe I believe that anger can when we are pissed off at something and when we we, we serve an injustice, that anger can be used to do good. If someone says, Oh, you can't make it or you're a failure, use that anger to do good. Or if you get dumped by your your girlfriend or boyfriend for what was perceived to be someone better than you, use that anger to be a better person, right? But don't hold on to the anger so much and so long that it becomes toxic to you. And then you lose sight of what you're supposed to be, then end up holding your anger as if it's the armor. So let it all go. Use enough of it to be a better person, but everything else go. Mm. That's today's message from the universe. Mm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is all our time. Yeah. Because later we're going to miss our feature confession. Once again, the feature confession link is already posted up in YouTube, but it's been flooded by all your love comments. So scroll it up or just go to our channel. You'll be able to find it there. So <laughs> to my, yeah. Yes, Sonia. J JDC, did anyone? Uh, Coffee. Yeah. I, 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 I was waiting for um, for me to say goodbye before I said it, but thanks for, for giving me this time, guys. Um, yes. We have Alsatian Adrian Chua bought us a coffee. He says, good job, guys. Charles Ho says, thank you, Supernatural. Love your work and am addicted to your channel. Woo! And hope to have a shout out. So shout out. Thank you so much, Charles Ho. And Ang Hui Min bought us five coffees as well. So, wow. Yeah. wow. Thank you. You know, the, the fifth coffee, for it's a chai latte for, for Sonia, of course. Yay! <laughs> but thank you for all your support, guys. For those of you who are here and you spend your Friday night with us, thank you so much. Yep. Thank, thank you. Say your goodbye, lah. Oh, my, my name is Joe, and I always have more questions than I have answers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm Thanks Sonia. for spending your Friday night with us. <laughs> I'm Sonia, and I usually laugh a lot. How's that for a new tagline? Scuffles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um, what is my tagline? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm super rational. That's it. I usually have a super rational explanation 
for most things. I think I got it. Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. Every week, uh, every week. Uh, we're doing it, we've been doing it every week. Still, the same thing pops <laughs> up laugh. every time. Uh. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Hands on to our feature convention. Remember, on we have we might bring back the gaming session on Monday. Tuesday, yeah. we're gonna have Ghost Mortem. Wednesday, we have a show on the, on the fringe together with Bill and Matt, and also the Wednesday podcast. Then after that, we will back be back on Friday night live again. See you guys very, very soon. I'm Kim. Remember, whatever you don't see doesn't mean it is not there. Well, my name is Eugene Tay. I'm the founder of Supernatural Confessions. And if you have any experience, you feel the world don't understand you or the people just call you crazy, tune in to us on Supernatural Confessions Friday Night Live because you are alone. Good night, everybody. See you guys. <laughs>